It's time! What's up, MMA nerds, MMA fans? You're listening to the MMA Takes Podcast episode. Uh, sorry. Huh? You like that? Are we getting any better? Are we getting any worse? Let me know. I know I see I got a couple listens on SoundCloud. I'm pretty proud of that. So this is the podcast right here. We're going to be going over the current news in MMA, my betting results from Charlotte, my UFC fight night picks that are happening this weekend in Brazil. Uh, full article will be up on MMATakes.com. My hot, my juicy hot take of the week. And then my top five. I never show with the top five. Stay tuned for that to see what the topic will be about. I want to jump right in before I get to the current news and tell you a little little uh, little story, a little per- not personal story, but you know we're trying to grow this podcast. We're trying to make this podcast the best in the world, the best MMA takes MMA podcast based MMA podcast out there. You know I'm going through the crown. They don't call me the Kingmaker for nothing. And so I, I don't know if you notice if on on iTunes or SoundCloud there is that little MMA takes logo. I designed that myself. Thank you very much. Um, it's okay. It's not the best. I'm, I, you know, I, I did it myself. I'm never. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't really know how to do it. I sound. I saw something that works on this app, and I liked it. But I want to change something up. I want to get a new pod, uh, new logo for the podcast. And I went to the same app. I tried to do it myself, and it just it was just kind of a headache. I didn't. And, uh, you know, I just it, it just it just fell flat for me. So I found a website called Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Great website. Highly recommend that website for everybody, even though my story might might not seem that way, but I do enjoy the website. So if someone it's for people who, who are looking for creative people who can create something for you. If you're not maybe a creative person or if you need help from a professional, you go to this website. And this is a website where I went for a graphic design. Now, I found this guy that I like. There's a, there's a million on there. He's a, he was a 4.8 out of 5 stars. He had a $5 one, which you got two logo designs for 5 bucks. Then you got like 55 and 95 I'm not paying $100 fucking dollars. Sorry. So I paid for the $5 one. And uh, the forms that they had me fill out of what I wanted was more than I ever had to fill out for my daughter. And that, that's alarming to me. That's, that's pretty fucking scary. But I, I went as detailed as I want. I, I sent logos. I sent pictures of my logo. I sent pictures of logos that I like. The only thing I said was do not have it like primarily red and black. I don't really necessarily like red and black together. I know a lot of like, you know, badass logos go red and black. It's a, it, I mean, listen, I like the colors red and black together, but I, I want to avoid that. And then I gave as detailed descriptions as I want for what I want, but I did kind of say, listen, I'm going to let you do you, you know, see what you come up with. I'm paying five bucks. It's not that big of a deal. Um, the guy, it said they would deliver in 24 hours. I mean, it was probably about 12 hours later, the guy dropped them off. And these things were, I mean, they're so hard to describe how bad they were. It, they were so bad. I think I mentioned that, like, I sent him a logo, of my, uh, the logo I have now, and there's blue and there's, you know, white and uh, yellow in it. And I said I like the color royal blue, but I didn't want it with black, and I didn't want red and black. Uh, maybe I was being too vague. Maybe I was trusting this guy too much. I'm not even kidding you. I, I could have done better than this. These were so bad. This guy had the one logo design was an old English font. He tried to copy the logo that I sent him prior, which was like a circle, and it was awful. I mean bad. I mean I'm not going to give the guy's name out because I'm not going to bury him too much. But I mean if you're going to be on that website 
and you're going to take control and you're going to say, listen, I'm charging five bucks. He had one for $95. Oh, I want, I want, there's no returns, obviously, but I want to return it. And I want to, it's so hard for me not to give this guy zero stars. I mean, I know he tried his best. Maybe I wasn't the easiest person to work with, but come on. This, I mean, this is, this is joke. This is amateur hour. It was absolutely dreadful. I, I couldn't stand it. And, um, but I do recommend the website. So go to Fiverr.com. Hopefully talk to the guy a little bit before. Maybe pay $95. Maybe $95 is where it's at. I only paid $5. I'm cheap. I'm a cheap son of a bitch. So that was a little story I want to share with you guys. Let's get into some current news. So two really big stories out there. Nothing surprising. So we'll go with Stipe versus DC first. That got announced. Both champions are going to be coaching the Ultimate Fighter and then fighting, I believe, July 7th. That's usually the UFC Expo Week. You know they have the Expo and stuff. Really fun. I, I've wanted to go. I've planned trips to go, and I've never made it. But it looks like a whole lot of fun. Um, I guess this is the best fight to make. I necessarily. I tweeted out when it first got announced. I didn't like it. That was about a week ago. I wasn't a fan of it. I thought there were other options. I know DC doesn't have many options in this division. I thought. Stipe did. I thought Kane was going to be ready by then. And, I mean, Kane's been a champion. I know he's been out forever. And, you know, he's fragile as shit. You know, gust of wind will break his bones. But uh, it's a little odd to me because all these journalists who are who are loving this idea, who are coming out. You know, I mean, Errol Hawani's talked about it for fucking 45 minutes the other day. He's also the guy that hates the whole Connor thing, how Connor's not fighting and defending his title. And they can't hold up divisions. And the UFC just keeps holding up divisions. Well, if DC wins this... He's not fighting Kane. What's going to happen to 205? It, this is just a mess. It's, it, this, uh, anytime it's a champion versus champion, there's going to be a mess. DC's not going to fight Francis. DC's not going to fight Kane. So if he wins, which I think there's a good chance he could win, I think it's a very competitive fight, what's going to happen with that division? That's what my big holdup is. It's going to stop the division, and then we got to hear these fucking dorks talk about it over and over and over again, how the UFC messed up. Well, fast forward to when you, this fight was announced, and you're sucking the dick of the fight, saying, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. This is this is what they need. You know, All these media guys, they love DC because DC's on the other side of the coin. DC is a media guy, extensionally. When he retires, he will be a broadcaster and media personality. So the media guys... The journalists in MMA are all – they all love DC. And DC's – you know, I don't don't know him. Seems an okay guy. I mean he's Carl Winslow. I mean everyone loves Carl Winslow. But to the fight itself, um, it's interesting. I think Stipe could have rematched Francis. I think he could have waited. Um, I'm sure they threw a lot of money out of him to do the ultimate fighter. I know he's got a kid on the way. I don't know how that's going to delay his kid. I know they're filming now. They usually film about six weeks. I don't really know how – I mean his wife didn't look super pregnant at the fight. So maybe he's got some time. But, um, yeah, the fight's interesting. Stipe can wrestle, but we've never seen a guy – Stipe's obviously never wrestled a guy like DC who's going to come forward and who's going to constantly chain wrestle and wrestle you and, and you know, hammer it out and, and get on top of you and pound you. Um, I, I would like to see Stipe's take down offense. I think it's probably going to be pretty good. Stipe's a thick guy. DC is a thick guy. DC is short. Stipe is 6'4". I think he's about the same height as John Jones. He has a his reach isn't as big as John Jones, but he's about the same height. So DC is used to the height. Stipe doesn't weigh that much, two forties. I bet you DC's gonna come in. DC fought a heavyweight in the two forties, but I bet you'll come in in this fight about the two thirties. He'll probably be really rested and, and energized since he's not cutting all that fucking weight. 
But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, well, I don't want to sound like a hater and, and why I don't like this fight. I just – super fights in general to me kind of turn me off a little bit. I know they're like big news everywhere, but, you know, I, I'll warm up to it. I usually don't hear news very well for the first time. Usually I shit on news when I first hear it, a little insight about me. But may I warm up to it. Um, early predictions, um, I, I probably go – I think it's 60-40 steep A. Because he's got the size and he hits a lot harder, and DC hasn't fought someone that big. But um, yeah, that's all we got to say about it. It is a it is a pretty big story. A lot of people are talking about it. I heard that that card is going to be stacked top to bottom. They're going to throw a lot of fights on that card, and I guess they need something because Connor's not coming back till the fall. So they need some like kind of juice. They need to juice something up. I think DC or Stipe could be a star. I think Stipe. I mean, the guy's a Cleveland, Ohio, Midwestern firefighter who is funny, has a good personality, and he can fight. I mean, he's not scared of anybody. Plug Stipe. Make Stipe your star. And the other news in the MMA world, unfortunately, is your boy, Floyd Mayweather. He had two little promo videos. One, he, he, he ran up the steps and was rubbing his hands together. He kind of did like a little side shuffle and then walked away. Cut. Cut another time. He said some things like, you know, uh, what are the odds I step in the cage, you know, Patty or whatever. It's all promotional for pattypower.com. It's this betting site that sponsors Floyd. That motherfucker is not stepping in the UFC. He is not stepping in MMA. He is not fighting in the UFC. He is going to retire and defeat it. He's got how many hundred millions of dollars in the bank? He is not going to fight in the UFC. Point blank, period. I love how these MMA – I mean I guess you have to cover it because, look, I'm talking about it. He makes news. He makes headlines. I guess you have to – do that. You have to speak on it. I just think it's a joke. I don't want to see Floyd fight in MMA. I don't want to see him in the UFC. I mean, it, I mean, sure. I mean, I'd, I'd probably buy the pay per view to watch him fight Connor, but he's going to lose. I mean, one head kick, he's going to be done. One body kick, he's never been kicked to deliver before. You know, I think Floyd is the best boxer of all time. I am a huge Floyd Mayweather fan. I thought Floyd was going to beat Connor just exactly the way he did. I predicted that to almost the round. That's just how I saw that fight going. He has no business fighting MMA. He shouldn't. I've said this all along. MMA fighters can go into boxing and they can get beaten up. They can lose. But they might – you know, they'll, they'll hang with them. I mean there's some MMA fighters that could go into boxing and maybe lose a decision. Some guys could win, but they're not going to win against a guy like Floyd. Any boxer. I don't care if it's Floyd. I don't care who it is. They come over to MMA. They get crushed in the first round, bottom line. James Tony. I mean I know James Tony is a big fat slob, but – I mean that that that's my reference. That's my only that's my only uh, thing I can compare it to. Is he came over and he got smoked by Randy Couture, who's like fifty eight or some shit like that. Randy's like a hundred. No one realizes that he's like a hundred years old, and he smoked James Tony. And James Tony, James Tony thought he could knock Randy Couture out from his back. Like that's how just naive and dumb these boxing guys are. So I know it, it's smart by Patty Power or whatever the fuck that is, whatever betting website that he is plugging. It's smart by them. From doing that, um, from letting them do this, because now we're all talking about it. I mean, you got me sitting here talking about it on a Friday afternoon. I mean, Jesus, where's my life come to? But, you know, all these MMA dorks jumped on it like a dog and a loose bone. But it's not going to happen. Sorry. Floyd's not fighting MMA. He's not fighting UFC. I'm sure if Patty is really – the Patty company, whatever the fuck, is really smart. They'll put him at like a, a UFC event like Cage Side or have him talking to Dana White. Let you know Because this is not maybe horrible for business, but I don't want people to get their hopes up because it's not going to happen. 
Okay, Floyd would get smoked, and he, and Floyd's not going to lose. So that's that's the only news. That's the news, folks. Next up, we're going to have the USC fight nights in Bellum, Brazil, this weekend. Eric Anders versus Lioto Machita. I am actually not going to get the picks on the podcast. I have written a full blog, and I actually wrote it this time. Last time I did not write it because I'm a lazy dad. I wrote a blog. It is up right now on MMATakes.com. I give you all my unders, all my favorites, all my locks, all my parlays. Let's get you a fat wallet. So go to MMATakes.com. It's the very first post. Read it, enjoy it, bet it, win it. Let's go. Now we're going to go to my betting results from this past week in Charlotte. I had a pretty good Pretty good. We I made eight bets. I went six and two. Um, I messed up a parlay because of old Dennis Bermudez. I know a lot of people thought Dennis Bermudez won that fight. It's a controversial fight against Andre Feely. I actually had him losing 29-28. I thought it was a pretty good decision. I thought 30-27 was ridiculous. But uh, it was a very close fight. If I would have won that fight, if that if Bermudez would have won that fight, I would have won a nice chunk of cash. So I missed on my parlay on that one. Um but uh, and then I lost the Brunson fight. Derek Brunson got smoked by uh, Jacare. I forget how good Jacare is. Um, I rewatched the first fight tons, tons, and I'm like, listen, Derek Brunson's gotten better than Jacare. But Jack, and then I was like, oh, in my head, I'm like, Jacare. Last time we saw him, he got smoked by Robert Whitaker. This, I mean, the guy's done. He's 38. Blah blah. blah. I rewatched the Whitaker fight after the Brunson fight, and Jacare was. It was a it was a competitive fight. He took some big shots from Whitaker. Obviously, ended up getting caught and getting putting down with some. He took like three or four head kicks, and he had a perfect game plan against Derek Brunson. And everything Jacare throws is power. He's such a dense, powerful guy. This fight didn't go to the ground. I mean, he head kicked Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson thought it was a punch, and then he finished it from there. A lot of people can complain about the stoppage. I'm not going to be one of them. Um, I thought Brunson was. I thought he got better. I thought he was younger. I thought he hit harder. And he was in his home state. I thought he was going to come out winning, and I got that wrong. But um, six and two is not bad on the night. I won a little bit of money. I think I, I think I broke a little above even. If, if anything, I don't have the exact numbers when you bet gamble as much as I do on MMA. It's you know unless you win big like I did against Rose the Rose Yana fight. You don't really keep track. But six and two is not a bad number. Um, could have been six seven and one if Bermudez would have won, and I would have been singing a much happier tune. Because uh, I would have had a big fat wallet. But um, unfortunately, Bermuda's lost. And uh, we'll get to him a little later. Um, but that was UFC Charlotte. Uh, I think this weekend, the Brazil card, I think I'm gonna, I have some good picks. Let's go to MMATakes.com to see that. And yeah, let's just keep this rolling. My hot take of the week. That's my defense of people. And, and when I wrote this down and when I thought of this earlier in the week, I almost got offended. My hot take of the week is that Mike Goldberg has always stunk. I think Mike Goldberg has held back the UFC for a little bit with how corny and how bad he was at his job. It's hard to say that because when Mike left, I was I, I defended Goldberg because I was so used to hearing his voice. But now that we have Anik in there and we have and Anik might not have as big as a voice as Mike Goldberg, but John Anik is is as cool as they come. He's a handsome son of a bitch, and he and he's very smart. He's, he's a smart guy. He's, he's and he's funny and he's cool. I rewatched. I listened to some old fights recently. You know this because this is what I do. I'm, I have no life. I just listen, watch old MMA fights, and Mike Goldberg is insufferable. 
You know, I don't watch Bellator too much. I know he's over in Bellator and a lot of people are happy, but he is so bad. He says the same thing every single fight. You know, oh, he's built like an NFL running back. Mike Goldberg's sitting there talking about and the guy's three-year-old daughter, why his, her dad's getting his fucking head caved in with an elbow. I mean, it's just he didn't pick his moments right. He wasn't – and I know this might be controversial. I know a lot of people think he stinks, and I think it's a hot take for me because I just not realize how bad he stunk. Like he stinks. He sucks so bad. He was – I mean, I think he's – I mean – I mean, the people who own the UFC are talent managers. They, they, you know, they rep a lot of the biggest movie stars, music stars in the world. They have eye for talent. They knew who's got and who's got. One of the first things they did was like, Goldberg, you're out. You suck. You're gone. Now, I think they kind of did it a shitty way because, you know, there was that thing where he, you know, he lives in Arizona and he, and he paid to go to the UFC and he got caught on camera, you know, he had horrible seats. Like they wouldn't even do that for him. And like Dana White's like, you know, never really referenced him. Mike Goldberg. I know he turned down some WWE stuff. I know he's turned down some NFL stuff. Um, to stay with the UFC when UFC was like, you know, growing right around the Chuck Randy fight at UFC 52. I believe soon after that Goldberg was going to leave and go to the WWE. I believe he had a contract set in place. It was for a lot of money. And he decided not to do that. So, I mean, that's some loyalty points right there. But, God, the guy was insufferable. He was so bad. Uh, I mean, it's all – no, it's not. It's it's just – he had a voice, but he was such a dork. Like, I mean, that guy didn't lose his virginity until he got married. Like, he had to marry some Asian woman. I don't know if she even speaks English. He might have flown her in or she got brought in on a boat and he married her and had kids with her. Because that's the only way this guy's getting laid. He is so – insufferable and then like any guy that fights at from Boston he would always reference Mark Delacardi. Mark Delacardi doesn't like he coaches like one guy in the UFC. The guy fell off the face of the map. Just because he held pads for you one time doesn't mean you guys are best friends. I mean you throw him in there <laughs> after every broadcast. I mean I'm sure he does it in Bellator. I don't I don't listen to too much of Bellator. I usually catch Bellator on the replays and I have it on mute. You know there's not really any but you know any uh any juice over in Bellator that I'm really looking forward to. So I don't I don't watch him. I I believe I listened to him a couple times about and he's still just insufferable. Mike Goldberg, just retire. Get out of the MMA game. I know he used to do like the Red Bull, Flugan, whatever the fuck, where those idiots would jump off the platform to see if whatever homemade thing made that can fly or I don't know, some dork-ass shit. I know he's done that. Like he's going to get work because he's got a good voice. But it's just so clear to me that if John Anik was with us from day one, then it would have been a whole nother ball game. It is... It is unbelievable that we've had to put up with this guy for so long. And then people were defending him, and I was one of them. So the hot take of the week is Mike Goldberg sucks, and so do I. Because I, I defended this guy, this freaking Muppet, this dork. Oh, I'm ashamed of myself. But, yes, Mike Goldberg, please retire and um, go uh, announce uh, Flugan Rollin, whatever Red Bull does. Hot take of the week. And my top five, let's end the show with top five as we always do, folks. Top five fighters who just fell off. I have written down here who suck shit now. Thought that might have been a little harsh. So let's go top five fighters who fall off. You know, you know, top five fighters who suck shit now. And my number five is Ian McCall. I was excited when this guy came in the UFC. UFC opened a 125-pound division. He was he was the king in California at 125. You know, he, he fought in the WC, WEC at 135, just a little too small. Dominic Cruz beat him, but he was tough. He was a good wrestler. He was a grinder. He had some skills. Came from a good camp and then 
Fast forward to the UFC sign at 125. Demetrius Johnson dropping down. Joseph Benavidez dropping down. They had a little tournament. And first round of the tournament, Demetrius Johnson gets smoked by Ian McCall. It's a very close fight, but there was a, that round, the end of the third round, where Ian McCall had him back-mounted and maybe could have finished the fight, and he was showboating. And then it got announced a split decision for Demetrius, and it got announced a draw. Then they fought again after Demetrius won the title, and uh, Demetrius smoked him. So, or I believe it was before the title because uh, I don't think he ever got a title shot. And then he just, you know, and then it was like six fights in a row where he canceled last minute and he had to pull out, which was really odd. I mean, listen, how many stomach bugs are you getting before? How many raw fish or how many food poisonings is going to happen before you fight? I mean, six times. I know they all weren't his fault, but it was really, really weird and it was really odd. There were some circumstances going around him. Um, he comes from a rich family. I don't know if a lot of you guys know that. His, his grandfather and his father are very, very wealthy. So I don't think he really needs to work. I mean, I see, I follow him on Instagram. He's dating these incredibly hot chicks and living lavishly. I mean, he might live with his dad, but his house is so big that it might be like his own place. I don't know. But I was very high on this guy. I liked Ian McCall a lot. I mean, he's not even in the new UFC game. I mean, UFC, they're throwing in fucking Pascal Krause. Who hasn't fought in the UFC since 2013? And they threw him in the welterweight division where they could add 10 more guys because that's just the hottest division in the UFC. They didn't even add Ian McCall in the UFC game. They said, this guy, you know what? We can't trust him because every time you're you're going to play with them, you can't play with them because they'll back out of the fight. See that? It's <laughs> a little joke I just did there. But no, and then he just recently fought in uh, Risen, I believe, in Japan. And he lost another weird controversial fight against a South African guy. Got his head cut on the ring ropes or something. He looked okay before that. He got caught with a few punches, a few knees. But he looked solid before that. But the guy hasn't won a fight in like 10 years. And I was really high on him. And he was like the number one ranked 125-er. Like when he came to the UFC and they entered that tournament, I believe he might have been the favorite over Demetrius Johnson because Ian McCall has a really good wrestling background. And, and Demetrius has had problems with guys taking him down in the past. But this was before we figured out Demetrius Johnson was the best fighter in the world. So, I mean, what are you going to do? My number four is Michael Johnson. Oh, poor Michael Johnson. Uh, this guy has a lot of talent. You know, a lot of people that train with him talk about how great he is and how amazing he is. And I think he's very good. I think he went on a nice little run there. I mean, a, a couple fights ago, he knocked out Dustin Poirier and looked amazing. He's got some great power and some speed, and, and he's fighting top flight guys. He's not losing the chumps, but I feel like he quits. And I feel like if he had this just mental toughness to get through it, like he quit against Justin Gaethje, got tired, just kind of quit. Justin, I mean, that happens to a lot of people. Justin Gaethje breaks people. Habib, the Habib fight, I mean, who wouldn't quit against Habib? Habib's just a, a, an absolute beast. He hung in there as tough as he could, but then just eventually gave his arm and, and submitted. But, you know, I mean, the Darren Elkins fight, to me, Michael Johnson came in there thinking he's going to knock Darren Elkins out in the first 10 seconds. When that didn't happen and Darren Elkins survived the first round like he always fucking does, Michael Johnson's like, I don't I don't know what to do. I'm tired. I'm not in shape. What am I supposed to do here? And so he quit and he got choked out. I mean, listen, Darren Elkins is a tough guy. This is an anti-Darren Elkins podcast apparently because every podcast I bash him. He's not that good. He has decent grappling. I've never rolled with him, obviously. I don't know him personally, but if maybe if I got on the ground with him, I'll see what he does. That's like tricky, but he does. He seems very, very basic to me. And the guy, the only thing the guy's got is he can, he's Homer Simpson. I mean, he's fucking. He should change his name to Darren Homer Simpson Elkins and get rid of that horrible damage tattoo. 
But this isn't about Darren Elkins. Every seems like I always get sidetracked by that guy. It's about Michael Johnson, who I think could be, you know, a top ten guy and has been. But he draw. I mean, he loses. I mean, he has really good wrestling, but he he stopped wrestling. He just went to forty five, which was I think a horrible idea for him. I think he needs to be at fifty five. Doesn't need to cut any more weight. If he's getting tired of fifty five, he's gonna get tired of forty five. He's just not cutting that weight. But you know, he's number four on the list. He could be higher. Because I think the guy has the skills. But let's go to number three. Number three, the old cocksucker, the guy who lost me a couple hundred bucks, Dennis Bermudez. A lot of people don't realize that Dennis Bermudez beat Max Holloway. Dennis Bermudez won like eight in a row. Like Dennis Bermudez was like going to be the next guy. I mean he was like maybe four or five in the world at the time. I mean there was flirting some fights with Frank Yeager. Everything like that. He fought Ricardo Lamas, which he was the heavy favorite, I believe, in that fight. And he got choked out. And then it kind of – Kind of unraveled from there, and uh, he just didn't look himself this past weekend. I thought Andre Feely it, it was a good matchup for him. Andre Feely has really good takedown offense, apparently, which I, I underestimated. And Andre Feely actually has better takedowns. So he took uh, Bermuda's downs quite a bit. But um, this guy was – I was really high on this guy. He made the finals of the finale, uh, the ultimate fighter finale, was beating Diego Brandao and then, and then lost by armbar. But uh, this is a very disappointing – very disappointing that he is the way he's turning out. Um, I think he's maybe just burnt out. I think he may be taking some time off will do him good. Maybe same thing with Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson goes to another organization, works his way back to UFC. That might be what he needs. You know, I think guys get burnt out because they're fighting so much and they're training so much. Um, Dennis Bermudez is like, you know, your classic New York guy, talks like that, looks like that. I'm sure he's got some high-maintenance Jersey Shore trick that is is not helping him in any uh, any of this. But listen, Dennis Bermudez has all the skills in the world. He's a little undersized. Maybe could cut the 35. I don't ever promote guys cutting. I don't really like cutting weight. I think everyone should just fight at their natural weight. Cutting weight is one of the biggest issues facing MMA right now. But um, Dennis Bermudez used to be the real deal. And now he's not even a top 10 guy. I wouldn't put him in the top 10 at 45 with those monsters, with those fucking beasts. And he's beating the champion. I mean, that's, that's that just tells you right there how good Max got and how bad Dennis Munez got. Or maybe not even bad. He just never never evolved. You know, He's not like this podcast. This podcast is evolving every day. Dennis Munez is not. Look at that. See how, see how it all comes together? You see how I put a little bow on it? Number two, easy peasy to pick this. He could be number one. Anthony Pettis, what is going on, bro? You're on Instagram. You're in Cabo. You're in all these things with your hot-ass fiance. I mean, this chick might be one of the hottest, you know, fighter girlfriends-wise, whatever there is. I mean, she's smoking hot. That might be the reason why you suck. I mean, that's the reason why you just – your body looks different. He looks chubby. doesn't look ripped up. This isn't the Anthony Pettis that took over the UFC and did the, the Showtime kick and beat Benson Henderson. This is an Anthony Pettis that beat that armbarred uh, Benson Henderson within like a minute to win the title. Um, it's just, it, I mean, this guy got put on the Wheaties box and then just quit. I don't know what it is. I mean, a lot. There's a lot of talk about steroids, but you can hear that from me. Um, allegedly, I should put allegedly. There's some steroid talk. Um, I don't know. I thought this guy had it all. He has show against Benson Henderson. He showed great takedown defense. He has shown a great guard, which is still there, and his striking is great. And then he gets in the scene, he like freezes. He like freezes up. You know, he's uh you know, he just lost to Poirier, he lost to Max Holloway. I mean, he's only getting wins over guys like Jim Miller. That's not what <laughs> that's not what they thought when they put him in the Wheaties box. I mean, 
You know, after getting smoked by Rafael Dos Enos, he has just been a shell of his former self. I think that happens a lot too. I think guys go, okay, I've been the champion. You know, I'm going to retire as the UFC champion. They, they're never going to be able to take away the fact that I've been champion. So then they just go, oh, well, my career's done. I'm just going to fight for paychecks now. And um, just it, that, that's why it's so impressive when you when you look at a guy like Anderson Silva, or you look at a guy like Stipe or anything like that. They could they could easily just stop, like oh, or Demetrius Johnson, even a better example. They could just be like, ah, oh, I've already broke all these records. You know, I could fight. You know, I could fight out my days and do this and do that. But instead, you know, I'm gonna train. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna be the best there's ever been. A lot of people want to be champions. A lot of people don't want to be the best there's ever been. Oh, that's really poetic. Should put that on a t-shirt. Anybody listening to this that makes t-shirts, put that on a t-shirt. That's a good quote. That's a really good quote. Quote Brian Petrie for that. And my number one, god damn it, my number one is Johnny Big Rig Hendricks. Horrible nickname. Horrible just everything is his past couple showings. The guy was knocking people across the goddamn cage with his left hand. He couldn't touch anybody with his left hand or they go to sleep. He beat essentially GSP. It was a very close fight. He beat up GSP. I don't want to get into who won and who didn't win. But this guy, I mean, going up to 85 because he doesn't want to cut 70 anymore should give you the sign right there this guy's just giving up. He is not that big of a guy. He's not. He, he's thicker. He's short. He's thick. You know, it's everybody can compare him to the DC thing. But he's not that big of a guy. For him to go to 85 – it's just it's just a horrible decision that anybody's letting him do that. But I guess you know if you can't make the weight of seventy, it's like the Kelvin Gaslam thing. Kelvin Gaslam is a, his body's one seventy, but he's so good at eighty five. So Hendricks' body's one seventy, and he goes up to eighty five, and he's bad in both divisions. This guy was a former champion. That is just shocking to me that he is is turned the way he has. The guy has some of the best wrestlers. I mean, he beat Ben Askren in wrestling. If you guys don't know who Ben Askren is, to get a fucking YouTube page and look him up. The guy is is probably the best MMA wrestler, and that's all he does is wrestle. I don't think I've ever seen him throw a punch. But he beat Askren in wrestling in college. I mean, the guy was a, a division – I believe he won the national championship in college twice at Oklahoma State. I mean, don't quote me. Don't fact check me on that. But the guy has an incredible wrestling pedigree, and he won't use it. I mean, he'll use it sometimes, I guess, when he needs to. But um, his last uh, fight against that big Brazilian, Paulo Costa, was uh, I bet Hendricks on that fight because I thought Hendricks was going to wrestle him, and that Paulo guy's like, nah, nah, dude, look at look, just look at me and look at him. Do you really think he's going to win? So I mean, he's with Greg Jackson now. He said he does these interviews. He does. He's a little quirky guy. He does these little interviews and said, oh, well, if I had been with Jackson my whole career, I think I'd been undefeated. No, no, you wouldn't. You throw a left hand and a low kick and you shoot a lousy double. That's all you got, man. That's all you got, Johnny Hendricks. And you were and I don't even think he was that good to begin with, but he was when when you when you beat GSP essentially and then you lose to everybody else and you quit. And this is another one of those things that I just talked about is I think his goal was to be champion. The minute he became champion and made some money, he goes, "Well, I don't want to be the best ever. I was already champion. Who cares?" Poor thing, you know. Poor guy, poor top five, but that's the top five right there. Top fighters who suck shit, top fighters who have fallen off, whatever you prefer to say. And that's the show, folks. That is it. Look for the my blog on MMATakes.com for all your betting needs. Again, I think I got some winners for this weekend. Fat wallet time. 
As always, follow me at MMATakes.com. Follow me on Twitter, at MMATakes. Follow me on Instagram, at MMATakes.com. I will see you next week. Uh, Arrivederci.